It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. We're going to run through all the recent news stories today. So we've got some teams clearing out some cap. We've got some news on some running backs that are probably going to be hitting free agency. And of course, we have some more players that are going to be skipping the combine later on this week. So we're going to break down all that and more on this morning's Wake and Take. So go ahead, take out your coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right. Welcome in, everyone. Glad to see you all this morning. Sorry for the late start. Had some technical difficulties thanks to StreamYard not being able to recognize my webcam. Had to try a bunch of different USB ports until we got it. But we got it, ladies and gentlemen. We're ready to talk some football. We're going to get right on into it. And we'll start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is one of the teams that is becoming the one to kind of watch this offseason. They've got a lot of things that that really need to get solved uh, to figure out what's going on with this team. And they've kind of started... Uh, with releasing Shaquille Barrett, their linebacker who's been with the team forever. That move will save them $4.9 million, putting them at about $48.5 million of cap space, which is actually the 10th most in the league. Why do we need to talk about the Buccaneers? Well, uh, as we've said a thousand times now, the Buccaneers just made the playoffs. They just won the NFC South. They gave the Lions a run for their money. They're actually a very competitive football team. But they have a lot of players that are impending free agents. They've got Mike Evans that they need to figure out. They've got Baker Mayfield that they need to figure out. They've got Levante David that they need to figure out. They've got Antoine Winfield that they need to figure out. So while they have the 10th most cap in the league, they uh, basically don't. They really basically don't because when, I mean, even just signing Baker Mayfield is basically going to take over half of that. Trying to uh, get Mike Evans is probably going to take right about half of that money. And then you still got to figure out how to get your studs, Levante David and Antoine Winfield back. And so we're talking about now this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team might be just giving up, right? Which kind of sucks when you kind of look at what they just did last season. But I really do, especially with moving on from Shaq Barrett. Yes, he lost a step because he got injured in 2022, tearing his Achilles. But still, he really means a lot to this franchise. And I just feel like them moving on from him is signaling that the Buccaneers are entering their rebuild. They are getting older. And let's face it, yes, latching on to Mike Evans' final years and maybe using Baker Mayfield as, as an in-between until they can really figure it out would get, make them a competitive football team for the next season or two. And then it would probably collapse. And I think they're just trying to somehow mitigate that, somehow get into a rhythm to where maybe they can just bring back Maker Mayfield and let Mike Evans go. Maybe they just bring in Mike Evans and and uh, try a rookie quarterback route. Uh, or maybe they move on from the defense as a whole. But either way, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is not going to be as good as it was last season. They've got a lot of pieces that they're going to have to move on from. And I'm really not sure what direction they're going to go. 
I think at this point, looking at $48.5 million, I really do think they're at least going to prioritize getting Antoine Winfield. That's because a report came out last week that if, if they were to use their franchise tag, it would probably go to Winfield, not Mike Evans, not Baker Mayfield. So I think they want to try to bring him back. And then I'm sure Levante David wants to come back to Tampa, so he'll probably take some sort of discount. But I really am starting not to see a world where both Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield is back on this Tampa Bay team next year, and which means they'll probably just go the quarterback route. They'll probably just be re-signing Baker Mayfield and let Mike Evans go, uh, which would be pretty excited for a fantasy football team, seeing where he could land. But I don't know. I mean, we just saw him destroy in Tampa. He's still really good there too, but it's looking like they're not going to be able to get all their pieces. And the Tampa Bays are entering this kind of, I would say a soft rebuild is where I say they're at right now. So we'll move on to another team that's kind of in a soft rebuild, and that's the Seattle Seahawks. Mike McDonald was asked yesterday if he believes Drew Locke or Geno Smith are going to be involved in the future of the Seahawks. And what he said was, that's a tough question. I probably can't answer that right now. Well, Drew Locke is scheduled to be a free agent, so he is probably out of Seattle, which doesn't really matter. He was the backup anyway. But I want to spend some time on Geno Smith here because there's a lot of interesting stuff here. And it's going to start with the Seahawks having an out on Geno Smith's contract this offseason. Uh, they have one out in this contract. It's at the end of the 2023 season, so it would be right now. If they choose not to take it, he will be under contract for two more seasons. It's only like 20-something million. Like, it's not an expensive contract by any means. But with them moving on from Pete Carroll, uh, you know, it, it's possible that they want to move on from Geno Smith, too. I doubt it. I would put it at like a 70-30 type chance here where Geno Smith isn't a Seattle Seahawk next season. But you have to be concerned that Mike McDonald has no uh, idea if he Either of them are going to be involved in the future. That's the new head coach. And if you think a new head coach is going to go in without a plan for quarterback, then you're stupid, really, to be completely honest with you. And so when I see this quote, I really do think that that is signaling that the Seahawks are not uh, invested in Geno Smith as their longtime franchise quarterback for, for really much longer. I really do think the Seahawks are probably going to try to draft a Michael Penix, a Bo Nix, one of these quarterbacks that was pretty hyped that, you know, has fallen uh, in this kind of pre-draft process, maybe available in the second round, end of the first type deal for the Seahawks. I think that's the route they're going to go. And we're probably only looking at Geno Smith as a fantasy relevant starter for one more season. That makes me very concerned. I would try to sell him if I have him in Dynasty before things get worse uh, for probably maybe try to get a second round pick in Superflex, maybe not even be able to get that much. But I, I think that that's probably where I'd be looking at. Maybe use him to get a different quarterback. Maybe even downgrade him if that if that uh, potential is there. You can maybe get a Will Levis for a Geno Smith, like a younger guy with a little bit more promise. But I'm definitely concerned about Geno Smith, especially seeing the out on the contract. I don't necessarily think they'll take that out, but the fact it's there, the fact that Geno Smith actually hasn't even been playing that great, still kind of leading the league in interceptable passes and had a had a down-ish season after bouncing back in 2022 last year. So uh, they're, they're, the concerns of him in the future are definitely there. And uh, I'm not really sure how much longer he's going to be the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. And I'm damn sure not going to be surprised when they draft a quarterback in this year's draft. And then another team kind of going through, figuring things out in the motions are the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers yesterday have restructured two contracts, freeing up about $9 million in cap space. Rashawn Gary and Connor McGovern are the players that got restructured. This $9 million has given the Packers $7 million of fun money. They were under or over the cap. Now they are $7 million under. Uh, so still not a ton of money. This is just kind of 
principle, I guess. This is just the Packers doing what they have to do to get over or under the cap. Uh, and so they have about $7 million, nothing like exciting coming out of this, but wanted to highlight that they now have some money and there's still going to be some possible moves. We talked about a couple weeks ago, maybe even last week that Aaron Jones is a potential cap casualty here on the Packers. So look for more developments to come out of green Bay. They're probably going to want to free up even a little bit more money and probably make a couple moves, uh, over the next few weeks. So look at green Bay for that. That's all I have on some teams kind of making some moves, but I did just want to highlight DJ Moore just for a second. He had a quote yesterday, was kind of asked about the Bears drama right now, what they're going to do at the quarterback position. And he said, I don't think any of these rookie quarterbacks compare to Justin Fields right now. And I don't blame him. And I feel bad for DJ Moore. Really, to be completely honest with you, I would rather have Justin Fields over any of these rookie quarterbacks just if I'm an NFL player. If I'm an NFL player, I've had this quarterback. I've been watching Justin Fields for a couple seasons. I've been working with him. I don't want to have to go through that process again. Justin Fields is an NFL quarterback playing well enough, and that's who I would want if I'm in the NFL right now. Not really wanting to take the risk on a rookie who could bust. You know, Justin Fields isn't going to bust. We can all admit that now. He's just He may not hit his ceiling that we want him to, but he's still a good quarterback at the end of the day. And unluckily for DJ Moore, he's just cursed. No matter what happens with him in the offseason, he just has to learn a connection with a new quarterback every single damn year for this guy. It really, really sucks to be him. Uh, I, I, you know, I wish that the Bears would keep Justin Fields, but it really does not seem to be that way. And DJ Moore, honestly, as much as you love Justin Fields, as great as that connection was with you, man, you've probably got to shut up because if, if if you continue going down this road and they do move on from Justin Fields, you've kind of already burnt the bridge with your rookie quarterback before it's even been built. And uh, you really don't want to do that. That's very concerning, especially with the rumors that the Bears are going to draft a quarterback and a wide receiver. That does not bode well for DJ Moore, who can't keep his mouth shut right now, continuously talking crap about whatever rookie quarterback they could draft and only backing up Justin Fields, the quarterback that the team clearly wants to move on from really not a good luck for DJ Moore uh in, in terms of from from a front office perspective great look on him for backing up his teammate and friend Justin Fields but still a little bit of a concern here especially if they do go the rookie quarterback route I would not if I'm that rookie quarterback I would not feel very comfortable throwing the ball to the guy that uh was not wanting to catch the ball from me but also these are all adults and professionals so hopefully when that does happen uh DJ Moore can move on but I am curious to see how that's going to go. Uh, Anthony says that DJ Moore doesn't need new question mark at quarterback. He said that in Carolina. Exactly. It's like, what the heck? And then fantasy football, mad science lab. What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, I'm selling DJ Moore. He's about to be 28 and either is going to have field or a rookie as his quarterback for the remainder of his productive year. Sell high. I kind of agree. I know that Maddie Kiwu might be listening to this right now. My trade grab brethren, the, the, the president of the DJ Moore fan club, but especially with the rumors that the Bears are drafting a wide receiver, I really do think that DJ Moore is sliding right back into the high-end wide receiver, two low-end wide receiver, one range going forward, which isn't the end of the world. But at his age, with this situation, it's going to be tough. And Jamie just traded away Chris Godwin in the 406 for Kyle Pitts. I wish I waited <laughs> to trade for Kyle Pitts a little bit longer. I had just uh, two seasons ago, I was all out on Kyle Pitts. I said, his price is too high. He's not going to get any return with Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter at quarterback. The last season, for some reason, I was all in on Kyle Pitts. I traded way too much to get that guy, way too much to get Kyle Pitts, especially when you look at Chris Godwin and the 406 for him. Great move. I really do think Kyle Pitts is going to hit at some point. I really do not think he's a bust. 
uh, but I am getting impatient as the days go on. But I think this is finally the year, right? Quarterback upgrade, competent head coach, yada, yada, yada. Let's get some pits in the system. Everyone get them on your team. So that is all the like uh, quick news I have for you guys. Now we're going to run through the two big topics of the day, and that is the first thing, the NFL scouting combine. I've decided that tomorrow's episode is going to go in depth on these players that are skipping, so I'm not going to really give too much credence uh, on, on these players, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. Everyone not going to the combine, or at least not doing drills at the combine this year, are Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver out of Ohio State. Malik Neighbors, wide receiver out of LSU, Jaded Daniels, the LSU quarterback, Heisman winner, and Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, Heisman winner from a few seasons ago as well. All four of those players are projected to be top 10 picks in this year's draft. Some of them, most of them even really top five picks, depending on how this thing goes. So it makes sense that they're sitting out. It's disappointing because we'd love to see how they test. Uh, but we all know that they're really good athletes. The tape speaks for themselves. And we'll go a bit more in depth about what we can expect about these rookies tomorrow. Uh, do a little pre-combine episode on the players not there, just so you can kind of think about them. Uh, and then we'll start talking about the combine on Thursday, because that's going to be very, very exciting. And then while on this topic of everyone skipping out, Jonathan Brooks doesn't really follow uh, or fall under this, but Jonathan Brooks will not be at the combine. He will be recovering from his ACL surgery. But it has come out uh, from Adam Schefter that he is expected to be fully healthy and cleared for training camp. So that's really, really good news from Jonathan Brooks. Uh, I really do hope that that's the case. I know that this is a guy that a lot of people had as their RB1 uh, before his injury going into this draft class. So he's still a very explosive and talented running back. Uh, it's just these injury concerns, which will probably help him become a value in fantasy football. So start uh, just thinking about Jonathan Brooks. We'll talk about him a bit tomorrow too. So make sure you tune in 10 a.m. Eastern on the Player Profiler, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And the last bit of news I have for you guys centers around the free agent running back market. A lot of these guys, especially at the running back position, were franchise tagged last season and will not be this season and are probably heading towards free agency. Saquon Barkley, it has come out. This is all per Adam Schefter. All of these running backs per Adam Schefter will not be franchise tagged and will likely be testing free agency to some degree. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, and Austin Eckler. Really, none of these should come as a big surprise, um, really at all. Uh, but that these are the names that, you know, there's at least a little bit more kind of proof and evidence that they will be in free agency this year and not just kind of brought back to their team. Uh, but Saquon Barkley, we'll start with him. Uh, Saquon Barkley will not be franchise tagged uh, per Adam Schefter, but the Giants do want to explore a deal. Uh, however, as I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, I really don't think Saquon Barkley returns to the New York Giants, especially if they don't franchise tag him. Though with the franchise tag, Saquon Barkley essentially has no choice. Uh, but with a contract offer, he has all the choice in the world. And Saquon Barkley does not want to be a New York Giant. And, and they're not going to offer him the money that he wants either. Uh, I, I would be very, very surprised if that's where he returns. I mean, uh, they might be negotiating as, you know, the Giants wanting to explore a deal might suggest. But I really don't think that Saquon Barkley wants to return to that team. I think he's ready to try, try to win a ring as he's kind of aging out of the league within the next few seasons. And I really do think he's heading to the Houston Texans. The next running back is Josh Jacobs. Kind of the same story here, although he's not being franchise tagged per Adam Schefter. 
However, the Raiders do want to explore a deal to bring him back here. And I do think that Josh Jacobs wants to return to the Raiders in some capacity. I still think he wants close to the franchise tag amount, but because he was franchise tagged last year, they would have to pay an extra 20% or whatever it is, which just kind of prices them out. You know, I don't, I, we could argue about the semantics of that all we want. I mean, I'm sure that an NFL team could totally figure it out if they really, really cared. But a contract would benefit both sides more. Josh Jacobs getting probably a couple seasons, maybe three, four seasons in a contract, and the Raiders getting to do it a bit cheaper. I think that Josh Jacobs wants to return to the Raiders because of Antonio Pierce. I think that guy has easily won the locker room, and anyone that was on that team to see that is going to want to return and be on that team next season. And I really do think that Josh Jacobs ultimately ends back up in Las Vegas with the Raiders under Antonio Pierce with a very similar workload. Just maybe not, the, I think it was like $12.8 million that the franchise tag would be, maybe somewhere around 10 to 11. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, there was no information about if the Cowboys want to try to work out a deal here. I'm sure that they do, but the issue is still that the Cowboys are kind of in this weird area right now where they definitely need running back help, even if they bring back Tony Pollard. And so I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Tony Pollard hits free agency and the Cowboys address running back in the draft maybe even bring back a veteran like an Ezekiel Elliott for really, really cheap just to kind of close the gap. But I don't know if they really want to invest in Tony Pollard, to be completely honest with you. I think that if they did, they would have just franchise tagged him. Uh, and there's no news right now, like there was with Saquon and Josh Jacobs, that they're trying to work out a deal. That might come out at some point, but at this point, it's looking 50-50. I know that I pulled that number out of thin air. But still, that's about where I'd put it. There's a lot of things that have to go this way uh, for Tony Pollard to return to the Cowboys. And like I said, even if they do bring him back for a pretty expensive contract, he's 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 shown now. He's proven that he can't handle a full workload, that they still need an RB2 with him or an RB1 ahead of him. And that's going to put a sour taste in their mouth in terms of bringing him back. So... Uh, we'll see what happens with him. I At this point, I'm going to put it at about 50-50 of him returning to the Cowboys. Derrick Henry is not expected to be franchise tagged and also not expected to return to the Tennessee Titans. There's way too much going on in that organization. They're rebuilding. He's going to be a free agent, and he's probably going to be a Baltimore Raven. And Austin Eckler is expected to test free agency. The way this was worded is different, though. Austin Eckler, the way this was phrased was, the Chargers are expected to allow Austin Eckler to test free agency. So when I hear that, it does show to me that the Chargers still have some interest in bringing back Austin Eckler, but they also do believe that Austin Eckler has done enough for the organization to give him the chance to test free agency, let him leave the Chargers if that's what he wants to do. I like that sign of respect from them, but I do think that there is a chance that he still comes back to the Chargers. However, Two, on the other side of the coin, you know, new coaching staff and everything and his age and how much money is tied up with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. It's possible that, you know, maybe they don't want him back in Los Angeles, too. I'm going to put this at 40% chance he returns to the Chargers, 60% chance he is a free agent. The only thing here is I just don't know if teams are really going to want to sign him. He didn't look too great on film last year showed some signs of like an injury or something nagging him. And at his age, not many teams are going to want to pay up for him. And so that's kind of where he's going to have to find the balance. Does he want to take basically, basically, I don't think any team's going to pay him more than the Chargers would. 
So does he want to try to return to the Chargers for a decent contract that's probably on the low end of what he feels he deserves? Or does he want to try to go to another team that he maybe feels is a bit more competitive? That's kind of where this thing's going to go with Austin Eckler. We'll keep it tuned in, dialed in, on Wake and Take all offseason long. So if you like keeping the keeping updated with the NFL, then this is the show for you. Keep tuning into Wake and Take every Monday through Friday on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at 10 a.m. Eastern. Hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, and let's hop into any questions. Jacobs nor Barkley were tagged. They were tagged and then worked out a contract, but they were franchise tagged last season and then ended up signing a deal because they were franchise tagged last season. They still have to do uh, the other thing. Um, but yeah. Okay. The general manager says they might tag Saquon. Interesting. Adam Schefter reported today and yesterday that the, that, that was not expected to be the case. But, you know, we are human and things change overnight. It sounds like this GM woke up this morning, saw that tweet and was like, uh-uh, I want Saquon. The Giants definitely want Saquon. But Saquon does not want to be there anymore. At, like, I, I, So it, it's going to be a very, very interesting dilemma. But I really do think at this point, especially with the things going on on this team, that they're just going to move on from him inevitably. It just might take some time and it might get ugly. But I do think he's going to be a Houston Texan. So... That is everything I have for you guys. There are no other questions in the chat. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you all tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Have a terrific Tuesday and a wonderful rest of your week. Peace.